On today's episode, we have Jordan Watson. She's a registered dietitian and mom who has a passion for helping other moms lose weight while developing a healthy relationship with food. Her mission is to show moms that weight loss can happen while learning how to have a positive relationship with food so they can set an amazing example to their tiny humans for a lifetime and end generational dieting. She is passionate about showing moms how all foods fit into their diet, how to work with their metabolism and not against it, and how to confidently be flexible so starting over is a thing of the past. Jordan is a mom to her energetic 18-month-old and married to her high school sweetheart for almost seven years. Welcome to the show, Jordan. You can find her on Instagram at the period mom period nutritionist. Yay, thank you. Super excited. Let's jump right in. Can you share with us where you started out? And I would love for you to compare where you started to where you are now with your business. Yeah. So basically, like I started at ground zero, I think a couple months before I started working with Libby, I had created the Instagram. I dabbled with a couple posts, but I mean, it was essentially none. My posts were not specific. I was just throwing random things out there and, and hoping for the best. Like, all right, what's going to happen? Well, then I, I joined the dietitian boss family per se and kind of was able to learn how to create a better post, how to actually use Canva, kind of do some market research so I can kind of find what my ideal client is looking for. So I'm not just creating, you know, what I, what I think is necessary and just being able to review those insights and just, again, just better, better marketing skills. Yeah. I think a lot of people can totally relate to just throwing things up there, like just praying it sticks. Like if I'm going to try this recipe today, I'm going to yeah. try this picture of my baby today, see what connects. Right. But <laughs> yeah. I, I appreciate that you said joining the family allowed you the, the chance to learn how to use Canva and learn how to get that messaging on point. Yeah. Hey, it's helpful. <laughs> Absolutely. And can you talk about a little bit more about the clients that you work with and explore with the listeners a little bit about your current niche? Yeah. So like my introduction said, I work with moms who are wanting to lose weight, but a little bit more specifically toddler moms. Cause at that point they probably, they usually have had about two kiddos and they're like, Oh man, I want to lose the baby weight. And how do I do that? And so when I was going through my own weight loss after baby, I just found there was no info for moms at all. And so moms are just getting stuck into the fad dieting. And then the toddlers are catching on, like they're catching on to the bad habits. So that's kind of who really I'm kind of catering my, my info to. Wow, that's really specific. I love that because obviously a mom that has a newborn is going to be someone who requires different support than someone that's already had two kiddos. So mm -hmm. I love how specific you are and like talking to your, your audience in a way that makes the most sense. Yeah. And can you share with us how your niche has evolved? Maybe even share where you started out and how you've landed on where you are now. 
Yeah. So I always knew I wanted to work with moms in weight loss. I mean, before starting this, I had a passion for weight loss just from my clinical job. And then kind of finding out that there was no resources for moms. That's really where I was like, oh my gosh, we can make a difference here. But I really didn't know. I wanted to work with toddler moms. I was trying to figure out like, is this ideal client breastfeeding or is she not breastfeeding? Does she have a newborn? Does she not have a newborn? I really didn't know any of those details, like at all. I just know like, I want to work with the mom but there's a lot of variety out there, a lot of stages of mom. So yeah, so that was, that was actually a lot of hard work, but kind of fun trying to figure out like who really am I trying to gear my info to? Yeah, admittedly going into this, a lot of people don't realize how specific you can get. Some people think, oh, I'm talking about moms. That's very specific. But as you said, there's moms that are breastfeeding. There are those who are maybe pregnant already and they're like already like trying to get through that pregnancy and they're thinking about losing weight after that child so there's so many stages of mom as you put it so I love that you mentioned that yeah thanks and then can you share a little bit about how you come to get to this point have you like had a dream about starting your business and what got you to the point where you wanted to take it to the next level so I've, I've always been more entrepreneurial in spirit. And so I always knew like, yes, one day I'm going to have my private practice. And I wasn't really sure what the heck that looks like, but I knew I wanted it. And so earlier this year, maybe even really late last year, my husband and I started planning a move from Washington state to Florida. So we did this a couple months ago and we're like, you know what, what an awesome clean slate. I'm quitting my job anyway. So let's just, let's just dive into this. And so I had started working with the group, I think back in April and we moved in July. So I was like, well, I should probably get a little bit of a head start, right? That'd be helpful. And so that's kind of was the, the motivating factor where it's like, I don't want to look for a new job. I don't want to put my kiddo through daycare. I want to be home. And so that was super motivating to be like, all right, let's get her done. Yeah. It's very important that anyone that's listening, find their big why, like why, just why would you want to take this leap? And for you, it's being able to have that time with your toddler and not have to have someone else take care of your kiddo. So that's a really huge motivating why. And I definitely encourage the listeners to think about why they want to do this because it's very clear, Jordan, I can tell you have this fire and this energy and that this entrepreneurial spirit, you're really embodying it. So I love that. Thanks. And it's been, it's been a lot of fun. So much fun. Good. I'm glad to hear. And for people out there that want to have this fun that you're talking about, they're going to have to get on social media. They're going to have to put themselves out there. And as you and I both know, they're going to have to build some no like trust. So can you share with the audience a few tips? Yeah. So, I mean, for me, starting from zero, like I was not comfortable on stories. I, oh my gosh, it was like a nightmare trying to envision myself like, I'm going to get in front of the camera and speak and record myself then post it for other people to see what I'm doing. What? So that 
has been a journey in itself. That one thing, just showing up in your stories consistently, talking about, or talking to your ideal client, of course, um, about things that they're interested in just every day. Like, don't stop. Even if you're not getting a lot of feedback, like you will end up getting that feedback eventually. And then, of course, posting every single day and not being afraid to engage with other moms or your ideal client. For me, it was moms, of course. And just figuring out like, what do you like? What do you not like? What do you actually need from me versus what I think you need from me? And I found just talking to them is some of the biggest, best way to build that know, like, and trust. Yeah. You brought up like a really powerful point is to do it even when no one's responding. I think that's a major thing. And no one that I've interviewed thus far has brought that up. And it's funny because that's a lot of the reason why people maybe post and stop posting. No one said anything, but I love that you said you just got to keep doing it, keep showing up because it's going to make a difference. And it's hard. And sometimes it's really defeating. And it's the worst when you're like, this is the most amazing post I've ever made in my life. And then it's like crickets. That was not amazing. Like apparently that was not wanted. So it's, it's, you know, it kind of grounds you a little bit to be like, okay, gather myself up and let's just try again. I love that. I was just about to follow up and ask you, like, what do you do when that happens? And I love that you just said, you just gather yourself and you try again. You don't quit. You don't stop. You just keep going. Do. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what you got to do, right? And just keep trying. I mean, you will get it one of these days, like you will get it. And that is probably super hard in in the midst of all of that. But once you do get it, you're just going to be like, thank God I kept pushing. Thank goodness I kept doing it and it's going to pay off. Oh, I love that. So inspiring. Thank you so much for putting all that wonderful, good vibes through the, through this podcast. I love that. Thanks. And now that you have gotten to this point where you just kept showing up, you had this like get it done attitude, it will happen attitude. Can you share with the listeners how much money you have made so far? Yeah. So I've been able to get one client. You know, I I think I definitely had a slower start than maybe some of my peers, but it's working out guys. The effort is paying off. And so it was a thousand dollars for a 12 week package. I know. And yeah. I'm excited yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, that's major. It was. And it's like, sweet. I'll take $1,000, please. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> and what's another money goal that you have for yourself? So my first client I got last month, I'm still hopeful I can maybe sign on someone for October. So my goal is just to keep getting one client a month. So that's 1000 bucks every month. And then from there, I would really love to work towards 5,000 a month. So we'll see when we get, that's maybe more of a long-term goal. Short-term goal, keep getting that one client per month. Because even that adds up over time. Yeah. And then you can just build and build and build and and hopefully have long-term success. Yay. Great. Yeah. See, I think a lot of people don't think about the power of one. One at $1,000, that's so great. Seriously, I think about what I made in clinical in one day, and it's like, shoot, <laughs> way better. <laughs> so glad to hear. I hope the listeners are all also inspired by hearing that, and they can probably relate to not making that much in clinical and 
what a joy to be able to make more on your own terms. Yes, that is the beauty part of it. It's awesome. Yay. And with the money that you have made so far, what have you done with it? What has it afforded you? Well, since we moved and I'm not looking for a new job, definitely the good old living expenses. Just that way we don't have to dig into our savings quite as much. So So not super fun, but super practical and super helpful. Yeah, practical is good, especially in times like these. Every dollar is so important and valuable. So congratulations for being able to contribute to your household in that way. That's something that you should be so proud of. Thanks. I'm super excited. It was super encouraging to be like, yes, this is working. (laughs) Yay! So cool. And you're so, I love your confidence. And I, I would love to hear a little bit about where you have gotten like this money confidence. The fact that you were like, I got a thousand dollars for a 12 week package. A lot of people are probably like, whoa, she sold what for what? How did you develop this confidence? Can you share like your money story? Maybe you weren't always this confident. And I would love for the listeners to kind of hear your journey because a lot of people are coming from making very low hourly wage or salary. And this idea of charging this much is like, blowing their mind so tell us oh my gosh tell the story I don't know I think like growing up I watched my parents be entrepreneurs for phases of their life and so they had definitely set a good example of like hey work hard and you can make however much money you want and I think my inspiration to work even harder may have even come from because my parents definitely had fell into what is it 08 was when like the market crashed and everything and that's when they were entrepreneurs and that's when like life went south and so I was like oh my gosh if I work hard I can make money and I can put money into savings or I can put it towards debt and then hopefully if anything like that ever happens again you know maybe my situation could be a little bit better And so I think that's kind of maybe where it started. And then weirdly in clinical, because I did outpatient counseling, we talked money sometimes. And so that just kind of became a little bit part of the routine of saying, I'm sorry, this is what the hospital's charging. This is what it is. And I didn't make that price. So it kind of was, is what it is. So that's kind of how I like to treat my prices. Like this is the price for my work and it is what it is. I love that. I love that. We need that on a shirt. I swear, when I get on these episodes, you guys say so much that's like quote worthy. I'm like, we need an Etsy shop with all these motivational sayings and stuff because you're right. You got to treat it like this is it. It is what it is. There is no coupon code. There's no coupon for it. Nope. This price. Yep. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) I love that so much. What a great attitude. And Now that you have gotten to this point of being able to grow your business, I would love for you to specifically share with the listeners how you use Instagram to grow your business. Because that's oftentimes something that is foreign to people. People like, you can make money on this account and you don't have to have already like a million followers or be some type of celebrity to do this. So can you walk us through it? Yeah. I mean, so one, I'm still a really, what's considered, I think a really small account. I don't even have a thousand followers, but literally it comes down to just showing up every day in your stories. It comes down to posting every day, whether it's good or bad, just do it. And then just trying really hard to connect with your followers in some way. And again, connect with other moms. 
and you're going to gain attention and they're going to see what you have to offer. And of course, there needs to be a call to action. You got to talk about your services. So that way they know when they pop in, but just being consistent, just show up. That's such great advice because the mindset is often, I only have X amount of followers and people have this association that followers equals dollars. And what Jordan just shared with you guys is that she hasn't even hit the 1K mark with followers, but she's made 1K. See what I That's did? right. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Good with that. I was like, right. it's, gonna, it seems like it's either going to work or not work. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so can you share with, the, share with us, like, how are you creating this content that attracts moms? Like, what's your process? You're like, okay, I got a post today. So what does that look like? So I try really hard to plan ahead. I kind of plan a week in advance, you know, any more than that I have found to be just overwhelming and nor do I have the time to sit down and plan a whole month. So I plan a week and then at the end of the week, ideally I'm looking at my insights. So like the website clicks and a few other things. And then again, we're repeating what did well from the previous week. And then, of course, looking at hashtags and then not that they're the most important thing, but I do like to maybe say, hey, what one got me the best reach? What one's giving me the most visibility? And then, again, just kind of repeat what did well. Yeah, it's super simple sounding, I know, but a lot of people still overcomplicate it. So I love that you made it like, hey, a week in advance, that's all you need. And mm -hmm. you just look and repeat what did well. That's it. Yep, that's it. One week at a time. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's helpful advice. So thank you so much for sharing that. Thanks. And then can you also share with us how you were able to really hone in on your messaging? So when you create that content, obviously there's text on it. And I think mm -hmm. for a lot of people first getting into this, they're writing stuff that they know from either clinical or they know from like what they think is important and it's very helpful if you can speak to your IC, which you've already reiterated like so many times early on. So can you share with the listeners how you develop your messaging? Well, one, I think your messaging is always changing because I think I'm still improving my messaging. I like you never really stop changing that. But I think it comes down to just man, market research and then figuring out what problems they think they have, not what problems you think they have. And that is hard. Oh my goodness. Because in my mind, I'm like, well, I'm a mom. I struggled with XYZ. Well, guess what? I'm a dietitian mom. And I don't know if those are the same problems as maybe a non-dietitian mom. And I know it's kind of weird to like put it that way, but I think it's true in the food world. So yeah. So really trying to understand their point of view, not mine. And that's very hard. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And kudos to you for being vulnerable and sharing that because it's very easy to put yourself front and center and to mm -hmm. ask yourself to take a step back and really say, okay, is this really what they want to know? Not something that I want to just kind of flex my knowledge. Like, look, I know this, I'm the expert. So I'm going to just show expert stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> and oftentimes what I think is obvious is not actually obvious. And that actually does need to be addressed, even though I'm thinking like, well, you can easily find that on Google. So why is this a question? <laughs> so guess what? you got to talk about it anyway. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You are hitting the nail on the head. It's the things that you're kind of like, isn't that kind of common knowledge? But it's not. It's mm. the 
seemingly mundane information where you're like, that's nutrition 101. Everyone mm -hmm. like should know that. But it's right. literally, it's like a master's degree when you drop that nugget for some people. They're like, whoa, mind blowing. Yeah. And you're like, really? <laughs> yes. That's what you wanted from me? Right? I'm just like, are you sure? <laughs> but all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's kind of interesting to kind of like, you have to remember what it's like to not know what you know. That is hard. That is hard. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure people know that. I think people know that. They don't know that. <laughs> Whatever that is. But. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. Because a lot of people overcomplicate it. They're like, I got to sound smart. I'm not going to talk about what a carb is or I'm not going to talk about how mm -hmm. to like, portion control like I think they know that no you got to explain and why it's important yeah. and all that stuff yeah come back to basics guys it's like we gotta get our heads out of the clouds and come back to earth a little bit and be like hey <laughs> most people don't know xyz like explain yourself <laughs> yes yay so true so true and I would love you you hinted at it earlier and I kind of want to talk about this because I think a lot of people struggle with this at first. When you first started your account, was it set up like a business account? And I only ask because I'm curious how you were positioning yourself since we just talked about posting stuff that paints you as the authority versus what you learn now and like sharing the basics. So I did just start a business account and I remember being super nervous to even start that business account going, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Because one, I'm not even a social media person to start with. If you even look at my personal stuff, I haven't posted since 2019 on my normal Insta. Like I, I'm not even on social and there's probably like three posts in the 10 months I was pregnant. Like I just wasn't I'm not a social media person. So I remember going, oh my gosh, I'm gonna start this account. What does this mean? Is there rules with this? I don't know. <laughs> oh my God. Think, oh, that's what went through my head. And in fact, I think I really pondered on it for a whole week before I actually started it. I'm like, do I do it? Do we not? Do I do it? I don't know. I guess we'll do it. <laughs> And once yeah. you start, what was the one of the first things you posted? Do you recall? Uh, that dietitians are awesome. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's what I put. I'm like, well, I'm a dietitian, so I guess I'll put something about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a difference. What a difference compared <laughs> to now. And so what do you talk about now on your social media, just for reference for how far you've come? <laughs> well, yes. Oh, we've come miles like continents. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. So I, now that I have an idea of who I'm talking to, we talk about like, Hey, all foods fit. Here's how you can include carbs. So whether it's like messaging on like why we need carbs or an actual process of like, here's a picture of a meal that includes carbs. And this is what portions look like something super visual, something very simple, something very straightforward. I noticed my audience like a mix of like pictures of me with my kiddo or pictures of the actual recipe or again, how the heck do I include carbs? Because most moms have no idea how to include their favorite foods. So anything that can kind of get them away from the fad dieting without always talking about fad dieting does really well. <laughs> oh, that's super clear. Yeah, you even know which you're like your top rated. That's awesome. Yeah, thanks. 
So thanks so much for sharing that. And I really, really enjoyed how you talked about how you pondered about starting an account for a week. And as you know, a lot of people are often in that position where they're new, they don't even do social media very much like yourself. So mm -hmm. you're definitely connecting and relating to a lot of people. And a big part of the dietitian boss method is really starting imperfectly. So you kind of mentioned how you just went for it and just posted dietitians are awesome. Yeah. Uh, can you share some other instances of like just getting started imperfectly? Oh my gosh. I think I'd have to go back to the stories of just like trying to video myself. <sighs> that was hard. That took a while <laughs> to, just to be like, okay, is the, the lighting right? Is the angle right? How do I use a filter? Like, I didn't even know how to use a filter, girl. I was like, there's options for filters. I mean, listen, I did not use social media, like, at all. <laughs> not in this way, at least. <laughs> and so, oh, my God. I'm like, do we retake this 10 times? Was that good? I don't know. Like, what is happening? Like, what <laughs> do I want to know? I don't know. <laughs> so that took probably a while definitely a while to learn to just just talk it's okay you don't need a filter you don't need perfect lighting you don't need all these things and then of course it got easier and now i do it almost every day so awesome thank you for sharing that because i think you know especially hearing you you sound so confident a lot of people will be like well she's different but they don't realize that you were once a beginner and i love when people share what it was like for them because you know, you also had sweaty armpits and your hairs were standing up on the back of your neck, like, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, is my hair done? Is my makeup done? <laughs> my kid's napping, so I know I have time. Um, like, what's happening? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, thank you, because people need to hear that. Just go for it. Don't be afraid. Yeah. And, yeah, I love that you were able to adapt. And can you share with us, some, some other insights, like I know a lot of people getting started on their entrepreneurship journey often feel compelled to do a lot. Like, okay, I've got this Instagram, now I need to go do a newsletter, stuff like that. Can you share with us like how you were able to like really focus starting your business and not like overcomplicating it for yourself? Well, I think for me it was easy because I didn't have any of that anyway. I personally think social media is overwhelming. I mean, I did, not so much anymore, but I definitely did. So I, I honestly just have an Instagram still to this day. And in fact, I don't even post anything on my personal Facebook page. I mean, it's kind of like my Instagram though. I hardly post on that. I consider myself a creeper. Well, I'll, I'll like things, but I won't post. And that's <laughs> the extent of my, my Facebooking. Yeah. Sometimes I, Sometimes I will, but not always. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Cause so many people think I've got to be on Pinterest. I got to have a website and you were able to make a thousand dollars just having a simple business account on Instagram. So that is incredible to hear. Yeah. Super easy. The overhead's great. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No web hosting fees and all that other jazz. No, I think the only thing I pay for at this point is like the, the nice Canva version or the professional, which is super cheap. It's not that expensive. It's not even a reoccurring monthly payment. It's a one. Yeah. So, yep, that's about it. Yeah, and it's so worth it. The pro version is awesome. It is. It makes things easier. And I like <laughs> easy. Same. Ditto. Yes. And I would love for you to give some more insights. You just shared with us some great insights about not doing a lot in terms of buying a lot when you start your business, starting simple. 
Is there any advice that you would give someone who's just starting out and ideally living through the living imperfectly that we try to embody here as dietitian bosses? Mm -hmm. I would say one, just start to surround yourself with a supportive community. Like that could be anyone, but just surround yourself with someone who's going to give you words of encouragement. So find that because if you don't have that, that's when it gets real hard and you get in your own head and then you're going to be like, well, I'll just make all these excuses on why I shouldn't. So get the supportive community. And what has been the most helpful part of the community, would you say, of being on the calls and the group? Ooh, I think all of it, though. I've loved just meeting the other RDs and just connecting with those women and and just offering encouragement and they offer me encouragement and and now we sometimes talk in our own dms and so i know it's kind of like lifelong friends and i'm excited that part i really really like yeah i same in my cohort we're, we all still chat in the dms and we're like business besties still yeah <laughs> and it's good and then, you know the the encouragement continues and i love it good to hear and now that you've been able to not only be able to grow this massive like Rolodex, so to speak, I'm not sure if you still have a Rolodex or not, of connections and you've like started to grow your business, you've obviously have this awesome mindset that's really approachable. So with that confidence, can you share with us how you've now been able to approach sales and how your mindset has evolved, having all these resources behind you making it a lot easier to get going in your entrepreneurship journey? Well, for sales, I really kind of have a, you know, no harm, no foul sit like pressure because nobody likes to be pressured and I do not want to be salesy. And so I tell people, you know, Hey, the discovery call is just for us to get to know each other. I'm going to tell you how I can help you. And if you're not interested, that's okay. Like maybe they're not my ideal client. Like I thought they were, or maybe the timing just isn't right. And maybe they'll become a client later. And so you can still, I think, end on good terms, even if it's a no, because maybe, maybe they will become a client. I don't know. So you can't lose hope, but you did put the bug in their ears. So I don't think, I think if you just take the pressure out of sales, it becomes a lot easier and a lot more enjoyable. Yeah. And you make such an amazing point, which is that doesn't mean they're not going to come back later. I like how you said, put it, you put a bug in their ear. So it's kind of there. And eventually they're going to want you to take it out. So they're going to have to come back. Yeah. I mean, maybe they need to think about it. Maybe the timing just wasn't right for whatever reason. I don't know. But you don't just keep being a friend. And then maybe they'll come back. Yeah, that's that's a good mindset to have. And can you can you share a little bit about how you've been able to take this mindset and all the other things um, that you have gotten in this program and gotten your gotten yourself to a point of being empowered, like any specific examples of how the dietitian boss method has gotten you to this place? Cause you, you really are exuding so much confidence. Oh, thanks. I think, I think the encouragement like helps build the confidence, you know, like when you're feeling a little defeated or you just haven't gotten that client yet, you now have a whole team of people going, keep going. It's going to be okay. You're going to get it. So I think that that is just super helpful, the community in itself. Oh, thanks so much for sharing that. And I'm really curious to know, and I know the listeners are as well, like what's next in your business outside of getting that one client a month? What's like some other things that are on the back burner that you're ready to pull forward? 
Ooh. So, I mean, I want to keep getting more one-on-one clients because I think those are awesome ways just to continue to learn. And then I'd love to do groups one day. So that is in my thought process. I just need a few more one-on-ones. Cool. Yay. Sounds good. Look forward to following up with you months from now. I always feel like every conversation I have with people, it's just begging for a follow-up interview. Oh, I hope so. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. And as a reminder, you can find Jordan on Instagram at the period mom period nutritionist. Thank you so much. Thank you. If you identify as a female dietitian or student, apply to my coaching program. I'm accepting applications now. My clients go from zero to exceeding their sales goals. I save you time, energy, and I show you how to confidently become a dietitian boss. Thousands of your colleagues from around the world are doing it, and so can you. Apply on my website at libbyrothchild.com and check the show notes if you want that link right away.